Hey guys, so um, it's myself. I'm here alone today, Alicia Latoya. I'm your host, just in case this is the first time you're listening or watching me. Um, and you're listening to the Black Create Connect podcast. Um, so, by the way, I just want to say thank you so much for everyone that's been kind of rocking with me from the beginning and been listening to the podcast and supporting it and sharing it I've got some really good feedback on it so far um and I'm really pleased like I thank god that it's it's being received really well um if you have any suggestions recommendations like I'm always someone that's open to feedback if there's a particular guest that you think you'd love to hear from hear from on the show then um please 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 share their details um but I thought it'd be nice to do a solo episode today because I get asked a lot of questions as you can probably imagine as um, a talent acquisition professional Um, and I know we've had some people with similar professions to myself um that's been in here but I think there's um I guess some value that (laughs) that I could kind of add um so today um I'm gonna kind of run through some of the hot topics and the key questions that I always get asked um surrounding job hunting um creating your CV and reaching out on LinkedIn for new opportunities and you know just build just generally building your network so this is all for candidates or for people that are looking to transition um into a new career it's not necessarily just for graduates that can happen at any point of your career I feel like there's turning points (laughs) all the time you have epiphanies and ideas of what you want to do um so yeah so I guess the first thing that I'll that I'll kind of start off with is um there's so a lot of people have have um that I've spoken with have said to me, Alicia, like I'm in this job, I'm not happy with what I'm doing, um, but I'm not a hundred percent certain as to what I want to be doing next. So I get that question a lot, especially in my one-to-one consultation. So um this is what I'll say to do when you have this type of dilemma, right? Um initially think about what you're really good at first so I'll say get a pen and paper and if you're actually listening to this and you're not in the car I would advise you getting a notepad to note some of these key things down so write down everything that you have that that you you think you're really good at so where you've added value and these things that you're going to be writing down try to have examples of where you've demonstrated this in your career right within roles no matter how big or how small write those down then I'd say write down a list of things that you want to learn new skill sets that you're interested in as well so write down that list the list of things that you're really good at where you've shown those examples and things that you want to learn and how you might want to learn so let's I I love to have examples because (laughs) it's a practical it's a practical method of explaining so for example I can say I am really good at interviewing candidates I'm really good at understanding where their um their strengths are and kind of getting the best out of them um and obviously representing them best to, to hiring managers right that that can be a random skill sorry that's my phone and then um a something that I might want to learn and be good at is how to market my positions better on social media for example that's just an example of something that I want to learn so of course what I would say is my interest my interest now is is marketing in social media what I am good at is um 
interviewing candidates on LinkedIn. Sorry, not not interviewing candidates on LinkedIn, sorry. (laughs) Interviewing candidates and understanding where their strengths lie. So I've got that as an example. Now, what you want to do is with the list of things that you're very good at, you want to highlight things that you enjoy. Because there's things that you're good at naturally that you don't always necessarily enjoy. For example, I'll be totally honest with you, this is a confession. (laughs) This might seem crazy saying this from my position, but something that I'm good at is sourcing. I can source, right? Find new candidates in different areas and spaces. It's not my favourite task though. It's not something that I completely enjoy doing. So when you when you're putting that kind of list together and you're kind of highlighting okay this is what I'm actually enjoying these are the tasks that I don't really want to continue and these are the new things that I want to do you put those together the things that you enjoy and you have done and the new skills that you that you want to acquire right now if you find that that list the list of things that you're good at well where you want to be actually is that 70% of the things on that list are things that you're already good at and at least 30% are things that you want to learn and roll into that whatever those skill sets are you need to ensure that that is where your job search is targeted if there's any questions by the way feel free to um, send an email to hello at black create connect um uk because i'm happy to answer any questions if anyone has any follow-ups and i do do one-to-one so i can make it a bit more personalized but i'm trying to keep it as general as possible with this advice the reason why I said you want to have that 70-30% ratio is because when whenever we're doing hiring, whenever whenever I'm doing hiring anyway, um, I never hire someone that's 100% perfect for the role, which sounds crazy to a lot of people. But the reason why is because you don't want that person to come in with no room for growth. So you want to leave that room for growth for that person. And a company also, it's a two-way thing, right? When you join a company, you need to offer the company something. But at the same time, the company needs to offer you some type of growth and learning opportunities. And that's where that 30% is. And you need to be clear on what that is as well. Otherwise, your job search, I've, I've had one-to-ones with individuals and their job searches are absolutely sometimes all over the place because, you know, they're every, they haven't mapped things out. Take that time to do that right? It can be a 30 minute task. It might be an hour task, however long it takes you do that. And that's where you can kind of form what type of role you want to go into. So just to, again, use myself as, as an example, um, when I had my career transition, I realized, okay, yeah, I do like recruitment, but there's more that I want to be doing. I I just don't want to just be doing day-to-day recruitment. And I realized I like to coach people. I like to mentor people. I think that, you know, I've obviously, I've got a, um, a passion for DNI, so I need to increase my expertise in those areas so I can embed that into what I'm doing. So then I'm adding on to my, um, you know, adding on to my professional expertise. So that is something that I've now transitioned to where I specialize in both talent acquisition and DNI, but that's taken time. And I made sure that the company that I went to work for, and I'm going to get onto that in a second as to how you then start looking for that job, the company that I worked for, um, focused in that area. Anyway. So let's fast forward on. So you have the type of role that you want to get into. You've got the just you've got the description. Now, the reason why um <laughs> I I've called this black create connect for context, by the way, is because I believe in creating opportunities. Sometimes businesses have a role that they haven't yet identified whether that there's a need for that role. 
right? It's not in their P&L. It's not in their, it's not in their roadmap plans. But once you connect and again, and you present yourself in the, in the, in the, in the right way and you, you're meeting business needs, they might say, actually, you would, you would add well to the business because of these skill sets that you have and we can actually offer you these things and you might create. So that's a part of my mission as Back Create Connect is to go into companies and instead of them saying, oh, sorry, you haven't got the right education, you don't have the right experience, you know, not quite the skills we're looking for, we're going to look at creating opportunities. That's what it's all about, right? But anyway, so you've got that in hand and you're thinking, okay, what next? The next thing you need to do is reflect that experience and that want for where you want to learn on paper because that's where the majority of strangers are really going to see you especially hiring managers as well so let's look at your cv first you know i get a lot of again i've got i have a lot of one-to-ones with um candidates about how to best write their cvs and put their cvs together and it's really really simple and i hope that a lot of you um can listen to what i'm about to say about cv tips and you can take it away and you can make it your own. Because one thing I, m- I remember years ago, I, I used to um, I used to write CVs for people. And then I stopped because I just thought to myself, it's not personalised. You know, it's, it's, it's me writing it in my style, in my way of talking, in my approach. It needs to come from you. So the most I do when I have CV one-to-one sessions is I probe, I ask questions, I get the information and ask you to piece it all together. Um, So let's start with basics with a CV. I personally would avoid putting your address on there and picture as well. But I mean, pictures are neither here nor there anymore because we have LinkedIn and social media. So people can still look you up. But it's just because there's there's such limited space on a CV, you just don't want to take up with things that are not as important not to say your beautiful faces are not important, they are, but it's it's not necessary at the moment <laughs> for a CV. So I would say, obviously, have your name. My favourite thing that I have on my CV, um, and I can, I'm more than happy, actually. I don't think I can show my CV to everybody, um, but I might put out a CV template. I might um, do that. That might help. If, if you want if, if there's enough like need and wants for it if enough likes and comments and whatever I'm, I'm, I might do that but um, one thing I like um, when I see people CV is when they write a title for themselves so for example I have myself as like a DNI talent acquisition strategist right that's my title for myself no one has given that to me in a job that's what I have given myself based on my expertise and my experience think about how you would sum up your experience because that's the first thing after your name that someone's going to see and you want them to think okay cool they're a marketer or they specialize in seo or they're a specialist account account director whatever it is you want that to stand out at the top right especially if you've had a change in job titles throughout your career you want to be able to sum that up with your own title at the top i'm extra (laughs) so i actually have a i have a quote right um at the start of my cv what does the quote say again be the change you want to be or something you know <laughs> something cringy like that but um I've, I've got a quote and I change it each and every time I start a new role um, and I think it just kind of gives me character it gives um I guess recruiters and hiring managers an idea of my thought process how I am how I'm, my style and my approach and um, one thing I pride myself on from paper to LinkedIn to social media interviews is being my consistent self because I 
I don't want anyone to hire what they think I am. I want someone to hire me based on who I am so I can be myself in the role and deliver at my best, right? So anyway, um, that's an optional thing with the quote. That's just me being extra. But if there is a short quote that resonates well with you or that you've created that, you know, you think would highlight your character in, in the best way possible, then do that. Now, people do ask me, should I have different versions of my CV based on different jobs that I'm applying to? I would only encourage that really early on, earlier on in your career. But um, I think as as time goes on, probably stick to one, I would say only reason why I say that is because recruiters have a very it's a, it's a small industry I'm finding especially with networks like Black Recruiters Network if I show one CV and someone else shows another we're like okay what do they actually do because I've seen that before that's happened before when I'm like okay I don't know what they do then because one CV says one thing one says the other thing it might get back around so I would say earlier on in your career I get it you're trying to figure things out but as time goes on try to pinpoint and have everything mapped out in one CV um so yeah, also, if you have experience predominantly outside of the UK, I would advise you to write that you have, you either have the, the right to work in the UK or you, if you require sponsorship, state it on your CV um, as well, just to be transparent. So, you know, people know the process and know what they're dealing with when they're going to interview you. Anyway, that's that's the small nitty gritty stuff. Of course, add a link to your website. If, if you have your, lep- your, your website, make it, um, I guess, clickable. Um, and also your LinkedIn as well. I would definitely recommend adding that. Oh, um, and then we get on to the personal profile. So many people ask me, Alicia, what is a good personal profile? Now, I would stay away from generic terms in personal profiles. So anything that's like, you know, I'm a hardworking, driven, top performer, passionate about it, like, all of those words are lovely buzzwords, but you're not saying anything different to what probably thousands of other people have have said. Um, I should probably actually read out my. <laughs> I should probably read mine out, but it's a, probably a bit long. Um, I'm going to try to find it as I am here. Let me see if I can find my one um, as an example. Um, bear with me, everybody. Where is my CV? Alicia Richardson. Did I call it a resume? Knowing me, I probably called it a resume as well. But um, before I, whilst I'm finding my CV, what I would say is talk about, so key things to say, mention, summarise your experience. So say you've got 10 years experience in um, market influencer marketing. Say I'm an um, influencer marketing professional with 10 years experience or five years experience, whatever that is, right? Um, say why you do what you do. So I work in this profession because I have seen the impact in this or, you know, I've um, had impact in this or something that's going to really draw someone in. So say why you work in that industry. Also talk about your key values. So some of my key, so you might, you might summarise that in key achievements and say some of my key achievements and roles is driving revenue by X amount or saving X amount of money or, you know, um, making X amount of hires in a certain time. Have like a key little personal stat- statistic in there as well, which will help. Um, I'd also say talk about the value that you want to receive from companies as well so you're looking for a company that has xyz values remember companies have values right and you want to make sure that you're aligning so don't worry i think people want to tailor their cv too much to fit companies think about your core values right 
what are they? So for example, mine, one of my core values is being collaborative and being transparent. Like it's so important to work collaboratively. I'm not really a one man band. <laughs> I say that, but I'm here on the podcast by myself. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not someone that likes to just move solo. I like to do things collectively in a team. I like transparency. I like us to understand and know how people feel, people's thoughts, um, how things affect people. I like to just know that. Um, also, I would say, I'm trying to remember the top of my head now, um, other things that have stood out to me is when you state what you're looking for as well. Um, so state, you know, and also state the industries, your key industries, because sometimes, again, um, I will um, go... When I'm receiving through CVs, I just want to get key information. So sometimes I'll see a great um, profile because I'll say I've worked in fashion and tech. Um, I've worked in fashion and tech. Um, I'll, I'll love to stay in this industry. or I'd love to move into manufacturing. I'm being really random. So state what industry is your, you've, you've got expertise in and what you want to stay in or move into as well. Just make it really clear in that personal profile what you what your key values are and summarize your experience what key value you want to be adding you want a business to add to you and what you want to kind of go into next what's your next step keep it short and simple and sweet um my emails are being very slow right now so as much as i'd love oh have i found it as much as i'd love to read my cv um personal statement out to you i can't find it so when i do i will read it out to you or i might post it (laughs) at some point but anyway so that's what I would say with your personal profile it's really important for you to list out key tools that you've used as well throughout your career these things can take time so don't feel like you need to do your CV overnight right if someone reaches out to you about a role get the absolute last date you can give them give them your cv and take your time because you don't want to miss anything out so think about all this to the, the the key tools that you've used um it makes it makes a big difference actually because especially if you're hiring for a specific technical role you know exactly okay you've, you've used these tools for example like in design or if tech if it's a tech role um talk about your key skills now often i feel like people get key skills a little bit confused um with sentences i've seen people write out long sentences as key skills key skills are just things that you are really brilliant at is it business development are you good at paid social marketing um are you good at um, public speaking are you good at coaching um are you good at team management what are your key attributes and skills again this is something that that's more of a personalized conversation that i would um have in a one-to-one but what i would say for anyone that's thinking about what my key skills are what are key things that people go to you for and where do you think you've added key value in businesses so if it's for example you've run projects project management is a key skill that you have because you've successfully run projects through and through right that's just a random example but think about where you have done that throughout your whole career because your key skills they can they, they can be added on so that's what I would say. Um, so moving on from that, key achievements, you can either highlight them within your personal profile or you can list some of your key achievements out. Now, how I've done my key achievements on my CV is I've, I've actually broken them down um, into different categories. So I've got key achievements within DNI, so how I've helped 
um, drive, um, I guess, DNI within talent acquisition. Um, also within stakeholder management. So any kind of significant things that I've done with managing stakeholders, I've, I've got that separate. And also, also with um, with recruitment too. How can I forget the main <laughs> the main job? Recruitment and anything coaching wise. So if I've managed to achieve something in a short space of time through coaching or mentorship, I'd use that as a key achievement as well. I put that on my CV. Um, so when you're writing down your jobs, first of all, I wouldn't recommend going back further than five to eight years on your CV. Again, it depends on how many jobs you've jumped through. Um, but I wouldn't recommend going back further because a job that was more than five years ago is it might not be as punchy and as relevant as to the next job you're going to get right now so I would say five to eight years keep it as um, at a cap and the rest of them you can just list them if you really need to but I mean I worked in Hamleys back in the day and and um, in a bar and everything I don't have that on my CV now it's irrelevant right um so you kind of keep it to your whatever you're targeting and also if there's roles because some people say I want to move into a completely different role to what I've done before there's nothing wrong with tailoring your job title um I don't find there's anything wrong with that tailor it so you can either you could say for example um you want to get into social media management um and you was an account manager and you might touch lightly on so on social media management you might want to highlight that more within the, the body of the role and then you might want to put hash social media focused account manager and then when you when you're in your interview explain the focus on social media everything else is not what they're going to want to be hearing about so again you're going to have to tailor based on where like you have to really draw draw out your experience and this is why it's so much better to have one-to-one sessions because I can ask you and really help to remind you of things that you've done or things that you've learned or things you've been involved in that you might not even think to put on your CV that could be relevant for the next job you want to get into so um I would I would always advise, obviously writing down the, the dates. You'd be surprised how many people don't write the, the dates of when they started their role. It doesn't have to be an exact, the 11th of October, 1990, whatever. You know, just literally October 2022 or whatever it was. So I would also advise having a quick summary of what the company is because I do research companies on CVs, but when you're going through a high volume of applications, it's so much easier if I can say, okay, cool, fintech company, um, small size business. Like I just know exactly what it is. It it, it, may, it can click to me. I know if you can be relevant or not for this particular role. So if you can summarize, and we don't know all the companies in the world, right? And some, especially if you've worked abroad, some companies, believe it or not, are not Googleable. Googleable. <laughs> Or well, there's not a lot of information on Google. So try to summarise what the what the company done and then have a quick summary on your role. What was the focus of your role? Why why did your role exist for the company as well? And when you're writing your experience in the body of your actual CV, you want to make sure every single thing that is written is punchy. What I mean by that, successfully hired X amount of candidates um, within the space of this month um, implemented new projects that resulted in saving X amount of money so every single bullet point you want to be doing has to be a slight achievement 
You don't want to put down tedious tasks. That was obvious. Replying to email. Oh my goodness. If I see one more CV that says responding to emails, we know that's a part of your job. Everybody needs to be doing that. Don't write that down. It's a waste of words, right? Um, I'm just going to... So one, yeah, so those are some of the things that I'd mention to put in the body of your actual CV. And when you're going down, you don't need to write down your references, contacts. Secret for you all, and sorry, recruiters that are working agency side are going to hate me for this, but try not to put down the contacts because we will BD them. Well, I won't anymore, but agency recruiters will contact them and just, you know, ask them, hey, hiring any roles? You know, so, so try to avoid that. <laughs> um, also, education, again, if you graduated recently you might want to put that up in your cv but if it's been more than three or four years put that down below um and again only put your grade if it's a great grade if it's not then just put down that you have a degree in that or you've got this gcse or a level whatever it is um because you want to make sure that you're highlighting positives in your cv that's the chance for you to boast and for you to really talk about what you can do so you don't want to be writing down things that you weren't a hundred percent great at and if anything you know if questions are asked in the in in an interview you can delve in a bit deeper and give explanations and you know be a bit more vulnerable in that setting but on your cv when you're against so many other applicants you want to highlight your best you um people ask if they need to put interest that's completely down to you it's it can only really and truly it's only really a factor if it relates to the job and you know or if it's really an interesting fact but most time it doesn't really determine if you're going to get an interview or not the key things to remember on cvs is having keywords um that are in the job description and rule of thumb is look at the jobs the type of roles that you, you want to be looking at and just ensure that you're ticking off the boxes on your cv right you don't want to write a whole story in your cv you don't need to write exactly how you did everything you might want to reside um f- focus on the result to write the result um the how can be explained in the interview so you want it to be like a teaser like a trailer to you now in regards to your linkedin profile i'm going to mirror a couple of things that i said with cvs um they're just as important if not more important because more people will probably see that and it's visible to, to the public um so i would say at the, you know the top, the top of your linkedin have a banner right where and that with that banner you'll see on my LinkedIn if you follow me that I have a picture of myself and I've got again my given job title that I've given to myself based on my acquired skills and experience and roles so have that and have your name just really personalize it because again these small things add to your personal branding and how people um I guess view you so have that um have that <laughs> um also i would say um, obviously have your you know your linkedin professional picture try to avoid it in the bar with a drink in the pool just remember it's how you're going to be viewed unfortunately we are in a world where people make judgments based on you know how you might appear so you want to make sure you're bringing your best self forward so have that if you're open to work make sure that your your linkedin profile is safe and open to work um if you're open to or if you're open to opportunities um i think they even have a picture change is not i think they do have a picture change and they have a function now where you can say your name on your linkedin profile i have that all the time because my name is not alicia it is alicia um so i state that on my linkedin profile so if anyone is going to be interviewing me or going to be having a talk with me then they will know that that's how you say my name 
um so i'd probably recommend it for a lot of people within our community um so i'd say to do that make sure that your job title is catchy on linkedin because that's when people know this is what you do this is separate to your banner by the way um so mine is um connecting underrepresented candidates to create opportunities um la di da di da so i kind of say what i do the purpose of what i do if you're looking for a new role say um you're looking for contract or permanent work within these areas and state your specialism as well so people can know clearly what you do that is key now within within your actual linkedin itself like your bio and everything make sure that you have a very similar um a similar bio to your cv but the only difference i would say is have your key contacts in there key website links add that to your contact as well with website links but add it in two places um next what i would say on your profile so within your your about as well as having links i would say state why people should connect and contact you i think that would just be transparent and clear and i guess this this works alongside my transparency i just like to say so i actually have it on my linkedin connect with me and you can contact me for the following reasons very clear and i've listed them out why it's 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 a no-brainer so state that as well so if you're looking for a new job state what type of roles you're looking for what type of companies you want to be hearing from um what type of other professionals you want to be speaking to and connecting with are you looking for a mentor just state just state it um there's nothing wrong with doing that because i've had some really successful um I guess, new connections based on stating that. Within your experience, just make sure you update it, link it to the right company. Some people are working for great companies, but it's linked to the wrong company on the actual profile. Just make sure it's linked to the right company. Um, Again, I would say elaborate the key highlights within your roles. You know, and this should be more of a teaser for your CV, which is a fuller version of who you are and what you do. But have your your job titles there. Um, Some people say, is it okay if I have my own company and I'm working for a company full time? I've got the question, should I have both on there? Yes, absolutely. It's a part of your journey, who you you are. And I think a lot more companies are more accepting now to... um, entrepreneurs and people that have their own thing on the side as well as working that's the kind of culture and type of world we're living in at the moment so state it it looks great and I love it I love to meet candidates that have something else going on as well outside of work so state that working down of course add your key skills um it helps when you endorse others and they can endorse you um obviously add your you know your education where you study what you've done that's very very basic and simple a key thing that I always tell individuals is recommendations. Try your very best in the least cringiest way to get some good recommendations. Now, how do you do that? If you have worked with someone and it's been a very incredible experience, um, give them a recommendation. Tell them how, how you know, and don't even tell them in advance, or, you know, I'm going to write you a recommendation. Just do it. Just write them a recommendation nine times out of ten they'll write you one back nine times out of ten that's the first second of all if you've just done a project with someone where they've been super happy and been like well done you've done an amazing job be like yeah thanks do you mind just writing that on my linkedin for me i think i said this in the, in the talk with james as well like go ahead do that make sure that you're um yeah you're reminding people that you've worked with just to write you something if they really think it was amazing that you worked with um 
that's what I would say. Another thing that I would say, um, I mean, another reason actually why that's really important is because it adds to your credibility when you when you actually have recommendations. People trust your profile. They believe who you are as a person. Um, it just adds to, to kind of who you are overall. Um, and then outside of that, I would say your LinkedIn profile should be done dizzy and you just need to be connecting with people when you go to events, when you work with people, when you work with a client, whatever it is, just be connecting with people to build up your network because you never know when you may need to connect with them or reconnect with them again. So just make sure you do that. Now, on to actually utilising your your LinkedIn, like how to utilise it for job searching. What do you need to do? Um, key things, join groups. So groups with other professionals that are similar to yourselves. Um, there's a lot of jobs that, I mean, I post jobs in groups as well and people find jobs in groups. So join those groups and communities. Join Slack communities as well um, where there's other professionals within your space. It's a great way to connect with um like an organic way to connect with people because you're a part of the same professional group. So connect with people on Slack or LinkedIn communities. Um, and what I would say is there's different ways you can communicate with people um, for, new opportunities, for new opportunities on LinkedIn. One of the ways is mapping out the type of companies you want to work with and thinking about who would be your line manager. So looking at the structure of the business and taking educated guesses based on, you know, I guess, job titles in the company and responsibilities, looking at job descriptions. You're going to have to do some research. Again, if you want that help, I am here for you. So let me know. But um, that's what I would say. So look at who your line manager would be and literally reach out to them and say, hey, um, I really, I'm really interested in working with XYZ company for these reasons. And I see this is your responsibilities. I'd love to understand more about your, you know, your vision, your priorities um, and have a chat to see if um, I might be a good addition to the company. That's exactly what I did to get my job at Hidden um, with Rick. Literally said, I see your values. I love what you do. And this is what I do. This is what I want to do. Can, can we connect? So that's the most candid approach, right? Um now, another approach is reaching out to people that are doing the job that you're doing already. So reaching out to them, asking them about more so having like a conversation, more having a conversation around um, their, like their journey, what they did to get into that role. And you're, that's more of like a brain picking exercise. People have done that to me so many times. And if I have, to, if I have time, of course, I, I will just jump on a Zoom call or jump on a, a call and just and talk them through my process and my journey. And I've done it before as well. And people like talking about themselves. So <laughs> you can get a good response from that. Now, how is that useful to your job search? You're building, um, building your connection. So if they are not speaking with you and think you've got really good experience or something really good to offer and they believe in you, they might put you to put you through as a referral and most companies pay for referrals so if they think you're great then they'll love to to you know to to get that but also i'm sure they'll love to work with someone that is good at their job so that's another way um i'd also say outside of that if you can look for anyone that you would deem to be a mentor right so they don't have to be within a company you want to work for they don't have to be in a like-for-like role but they may have a, a similar journey that you aspire to 
reach out to them just again for a similar advisory um, conversation as well what I would say if you are going to contact anyone from companies look into their financials look into their um, objectives they use some most companies list them on their website there's a press around companies what they're doing what they have done if they've been bought sold acquired merged whatever it is you can find that information online so you just get an idea as to where you may belong in that company that's what I would say so those are some of the some key organic ways that have really worked successfully for myself and for other people that I've advised as well. It's worked really well for them in regards to just getting their foot in the door. Applications. Do you know what? I've only got one job from an application, one in my whole life. Every time it's referrals or, you know, someone just <laughs> speaking to someone or reaching out to someone. Um, if you're going to be applying for roles, again, be targeted so using your CV, the CV, the amazing CV that you would have made, you're going to use that and um, it's going to be a standout CV. And if you want me to look over it, um, it's not just myself. I've got a team of people that can help to look over it as well. We can do that for you too um, to make sure that it's really hitting the mark and you're probably you're likely to at least get an interview, right? So the objective, everything that I've said so far in the past... <laughs> half an hour or so or maybe over half an hour has been about getting your foot in the door right now you have an interview booked now what you know now what would you do next this is semi the hard part as well now what I would say to everyone is remember to view interviews as a conversation it's a discovery conversation. Don't view it as, oh my goodness, I'm going to get judged. They're going to be nitty about my experience. And just relax. No matter what level you are, relax. It's a conversation. Now, you want to make sure that you go in there prepared. Understand where the company is. Know the company's values. Know what value this role is to the company. And know what value you can add to this role. What do you think is going to make you special and stand out? Why should they choose you for you know above any other candidate? Um, also, go into the interview listening. I've had people come into interviews, interview me, and just straight guns blazing. And it is an, for an initial impression, it is a little bit off putting because um, you, it's like you haven't come to listen. And to have a conversation, you just come in to pitch yourself. So go in listening. Make sure you have notes on where you've demonstrated capabilities of the requirements of the role. Now, what happens if there's some requirements that you don't currently meet? What do we do in that instance? You say what you're going to do with the company and what you would expect from the company and what your part is going to be in acquiring those skills and doing those things, right? Because nobody is ever hired, like I said earlier, based on being 100% compatible for the role. So go into the interview with with, with that mindset. Make sure that you're... Um, I guess you're, you're prepared with questions as well, have questions about what's expected from you in the role so you can really understand how you will fit in the company um, and where your place will be. Think about those key things when you are interviewing. Um, 
other kind of things, I mean, there could be tons of things that I've missed out on in regards to this end-to-end end process and, you know, positioning yourself to get a role and reaching out for roles and applying for roles and interviewing. There could have been tons of things that I've missed. But these are just some kind of key things that I've learned um, in my career and my and based on my observations. I think candidates that do really well in interviews are candidates that are just clear also, concise with their points. They listen um, and they, they're warm like just like I love I love a relaxed warm candidate because you help me to feel relaxed as well I'm gen I'm generally quite I'm like this in interviews right I'll, I'll just have a conversation with you just, just because I feel like I'll get the best out of you this way so um yeah those are some key things that I would remember um kind of I know there's questions that I also get when it comes down to like salary negotiations a couple of weeks ago, I actually put a post out on the Black Crate Connect Instagram page where there's like email templates for different types of, of like offer negotiations. So what I would say is have a look at those. But when you are considering an offer, always consider the entire package. Don't just think about the salary. The salary is important, but think about any stock options. Think about your working style flexibility. Think about um, where you can work from as well. Um, the opportunity that the the role kind of gives you in, in regards to projects that you might not have in other opportunities do you get a bonus as well think about the entire package overall if you're as we get an older we've got to think about maternity paternity all those type of things so just have a think about those when you're accepting offers and really really if you can I'm a big fan of meeting people in the, in the team don't feel like it's too much to ask for but even if they offer you the role if you haven't met all your stakeholders that you want to meet, ask. So you can say, do you mind if I can meet this person? Even if it's a 10, 15 minute. So you can kind of get a feel for how it might be kind of working with different individuals. It's really important and it'll make a difference to your working experience, right? Um, so yeah, I guess those are the main things that I would say. If you have any other particular questions, if there's anything that I haven't covered, um, feel free to let me know. I'm going to do occasional single episodes where I answer questions that um, people DM me. I've got a lot of questions, but I just wanted to kind of give like an overview of the job search strategy because that's like the common thing that I get asked. Um, so yeah, so if you want to kind of have a one-to-one -one session with me, find out more, feel free to contact me. I've um, email hello at Black Crate Connect and just say, I need help <laughs> or just say CV or job search whatever it is um, and I'll send you a link or you can um, book it straight from my Instagram Alicia Latoya London LDN at the end um, or my LinkedIn Alicia Richardson the link's in my bio so you can link link up with me <laughs> click on the link and you can book a session um, but yeah I hope today's been a little bit helpful at least for those who are I guess looking for a career transition um, and just want to know how to, where to kind of start with their CV and LinkedIn and job search don't put too much pressure on yourself it's one day at a time one step at a time um, and you know you'll get there like honestly no matter where you are right now no matter how low you might be feeling no matter how lost you might be feeling you will get there so don't worry at all um, thank you for listening to today's episode of the Black Create Connect podcast don't forget to share like subscribe all the rest of it and i will see you on the next episode